about death metal right now ladies and gentlemen like right off the bat uh if you are somebody that you know really likes to hear us talk about entertainment stuff we have a lot of big news about the batman movie and some really cool shit that's going to be happening with it it's about to start up but we got to talk about death metal because if you saw my twitter which by the way i uh deactivated today because i was just like fuck it i'm done <laughs> wow yeah man nice. i'm just like i'm just kind of like i don't know i got on there and i was reading like people of course bitch about tom king and then also, like, bitching about other, like, random shit. And I'm like, dude, this is all this is. Twitter's just all bitching. I mean, today was a little weird because uh, all the all the verified people got, like, Packed, literally, right? they got, no, Twitter, like, so a couple couple of the big ones got hacked. Yeah. Like, Elon Musk, uh, Bill Gates, uh, yeah. like, Mr. really Beast. big, big, yeah. So yeah. they got hacked, and then Twitter was like, you know what? This is clearly all verified people. So mm -hmm. we're going to like cut the ability to tweet for mm -hmm. all verified people. And so it was just all unverified people just like, oh my god, like this is this is normal society. We don't have to wow. listen to all this like BS about like these famous these famous people trying to push uh -huh. on us. And that lasted about four hours. Huh. Four four or five hours. And then all of a sudden you just start saying Hello, test. Are we here? Am I yeah. here? Can anybody see this? And I'm just like, and it was like that for like two hours, and I'm just uh, like, oh my god, yeah. like Jesus. Yeah, but it know. it was funny. It was it was actually really funny. Like apparently, verified people were getting unverified friends to like post stuff for them, and I'm like, mm -hmm. that's a little much. Like yeah. you have five hours not to tweet, like. Like just well, I wonder relax. what the president did. I wonder what the president did. Give me my shit back. I need oh tweet. no, <laughs> dude. There's there's somebody who uh, has gotten pretty famous for, uh, uh, I guess, doing an impersonation of him, mm -hmm. and he does it really well. He yeah. actually really does it really really well, and he like was hiding in a closet. He's like, this is uh this is the presidential man cave, not the <laughs> bunker. This is definitely not a bunker. Uh, that 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 is not for me. Mm -hmm. And like he's like, really, I would call it a closet. And he's like, uh, "Hi, Mike Pence." And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. it, it was it was it was funny. And I'm yeah. sure. And he was like, "Oh, you know, the uh, Twitter is attacking attacking us and the verified mm -hmm. people. So uh, you uh, somebody grab a gun and shoot them, please." And I'm just like, "God damn." Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So that was something I did today. But um, yeah. Anyway, so like. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna jump into death metal, and I guess because uh, I have a story to talk about with this, so we're just gonna go ahead and review it now, and then I'm gonna talk about my experience in going to the comic shop today. Because uh, just a quick spoiler for my opinions on this book, this book was I hated it so much I dropped it from my pull list, <laughs> and like I told this to the guy at the shop, and I was like, anything metal, I don't want it. Get it out of here. Cut, cut it all um so yeah so anyways this i want <laughs> i want you to talk about because you texted me i was streaming while clay was reading this book and clay i was, <laughs> was so pissed yeah okay so you know and i made the joke i made the joke today too that like i think that juice has found his bendis yeah um and i found that with just the first page just yeah. the first page um you know because because one thing that i told 
Jews at like before even before uh what was it? I I think it was right before I started reading issue 2 was that this whole thing with like the multiple Batman or whatever mm-hmm. we are probably going to get a lot more of it because he loved like he found the sweet spots of the dark nights mm-hmm. in the first metal I will be completely honest the first one, Red Death, was kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. It's a simple thing, but when you read it, you're like, holy crap. Like, that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to find his Red Death. He's trying to find his freaking Devastator, his yeah. Merciless. He's trying to find all those again in different reiterations of Batman. Now, the only thing is, these aren't nightmares. They're just mm-hmm. really stupid Batman. Yeah. Like, that's the really problem. Really stupid. So, the first one we get is, I believe he calls himself Batam. Yeah. Bat Adam, like mm-hmm. together. And he immediately, immediately gets run over by this vehicle, who we also see is another version of Batman. Yeah. Like, this is literally a Hot Wheel. That is Batman. Mm-hmm. But of course, just human size. And he makes a dad joke. Yeah. And it's supposed to be funny. And he has Swamp Thing kill him. Mm-hmm. Just by like getting a, a, a twig or a vine or whatever you want to call it. Out, coming out of his elbow. Uh, thus the joke about the funny bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I immediately like, this is third page. And I'm like, I already hate this. Like, this is already stupid. Yeah. Like, this is not the Snyder that I read when I was catching up on Batman New 52 that I had never read mm-hmm. until we until I started working with you. Remember? Yeah. I had never read it. And then mm-hmm. I re- we both were rereading it at that point. Yeah. And we're like, man, this is so great. This, this is what, you know, got a lot of people back into really loving Batman. Mm-hmm. This is not that Scott Snyder. No, not at all. Uh, one thing I do want to point out is on the second page, we get the map of, I guess, the world, and it's shaped in a fucking bat. And I'm like, yeah, come on, bro. You, you, you like, didn't catch on. that? That's the that's in the first one, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't pay attention to it. I noticed it now, but I'm like, you're telling me they changed the whole fucking world? The whole world is shaped like a bat now? Like, look, I love Batman. Everybody knows a slob on Batman's knob. Like, it's just what happens. I started this fucking podcast because I'm such a big fan of Batman. But even <laughs> I'll say shit is stupid when it's stupid. That's yeah. stupid. That's too much Batman. The Bat yeah. Adam thing, you know, see, here's the thing about this. The Bat Adam thing, you know, it's been one of those things that people say all the time. Like, how did Adam not just get squashed? How did Adam not just, like, somebody just doesn't just step on him? Or he doesn't just get run over? Like, they say they probably say the same shit about Ant-Man. Snyder finally just did it. He was like, oh, people always say this. Let's just do it. And I'm yeah. like, no. We say that because, oh, you would think that would happen, but then you also realize, oh, he has the strength of a fucking, like, million times of ant strength or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the fuck his powers yes. are. And the whole point of seeing the Adam Batman, in mm-hmm. my mind, would be like, okay, now you have the genius of Batman and the technical, like, science slash superpower of yeah. the Adam. You can make something really badass out of that. Guess what? He just squashed him. And yeah. he made it a joke. It was stupid. And so, he got, like, killed by the inanimate Batman 
the fucking dinosaur, the, the T-Rex truck, one, yeah, everything. Now the truck. Fucking dumb. They're it's, so dumb. I hate and them. And it's it's but the thing is that is what uh Death Machine was. Death Machine was cyborg mm-hmm. turned full robot with Batman's consciousness yeah thrusted into it. And it's just like that works though because it's like it, okay it's it's cyborg it, batman it worked because you were able to throw a really awesome story now mm-hmm. i'm sorry scott snyder if you legitimately wasted months and mm-hmm. i mean months because now because of the pandemic and because of all the stupid stuff that was going on with not knowing if doomsday clock was really going to matter or not which we'll we'll talk about that in mm-hmm. a second but literally wasted if you wasted months on writing origin stories for all of these characters so that way if one of them really hits off you can throw in like oh look we are getting the dark knight's metal batum or dark knight's metal hot rod like whatever you want to call them i i feel pity for snyder if he actually wasted that much time yeah if there's these characters if there's a one shot for the fucking dinosaur like are you shitting me like that would be so crap because the th- you had legitimate emotional stories yeah for the dark knights yeah there is no way in my mind i can see a legitimate heartfelt emotional story about the bat rex yeah or this batum like i'm sorry i i just can't see it yeah so right off the bat, I'm I'm super pissed off by page three. Mm-hmm. We get to see the uh, the Justice Society of America still exists. Still exists. We get to see the interaction between Wally and Jay, which a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, the whole book was worth it. This is awesome!" Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. it, it, like, Not at all. Okay. like I I see it and it's cool, mm-hmm. but. In better circumstances, we could have gotten it a lot better. Yeah. We see this, like, scared Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, because clearly what Snyder was saying, this is a Wonder Woman story. Yeah. You know, so what does he have to do? He has to belittle another character, which mm-hmm. is Batman. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they get into this argument. Like, no, my plans will work because I'm Batman. You're Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. I'm scared, and I need to figure this out. And then, you know, just because Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman, she's able to just inspire hope into people, which I understand the concept. Mm -hmm. The only problem is, for the past three and a half years, at the end of every story arc of Wonder Woman, it's it's all about love. Oh, it's all about hope. Oh, I'll tell you uh, about that here in a little bit. Like, and that's all Wonder Woman has become. Yeah. Like, it's it's like I'm sorry. I want to see the Wonder Woman that's all about like fucking punching somebody's skull in and being like, okay, I won. Like, I'm sorry. That's that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. And you know, we get this concept here at the at you know, I believe it's by like page ten or whatever. Yeah. We see uh, Snyder talking about the source wall breaking we Mm -hmm. get to see lex Luthor, you know becoming the apex predator he mentions dr Dr. manhattan Manhattan. and 
you know, they mention the disappearance of the Justice League from when we left off on Snyder's Justice League run. Mm-hmm. All of that, you know, turns into like, hey, I have a plan. We see Barry Allen, and apparently he has no, like, he is losing his, uh, like his connection force. with the yeah. Speed Force. That is because of what's happening in Joshua Williamson's run right now. So they are connecting that, mm-hmm. but. That hasn't even been explained in Joshua Williamson's book, so it really doesn't matter because we don't know shit, just like the writers don't know shit, apparently. But this all comes down to one of the biggest things that pissed me off in this entire book. Mm -hmm. We get to see the evil, you know, bat people that were, you know, controlling... Well, the... before before we jump ahead, I do want to point out is uh, I thought this was kind of cool that Batman was going through the dead heroes and picking which ones he could fight for a war because we know he has the ability to bring back people from the dead. Yes. I thought that was yes. cool. The dialogue was kind of garbage because he was asking somebody else, what are this person's powers? And I'm like, you're Batman. You would yeah. know all this. Like, Yeah, that's one thing that I, like, I understand now, which I think would have been pretty cool if, let's say, he was still in contact with Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Batgirl has in... What is the memory? The oh, I- uh, yeah. It's... Um, I don't know. It's just photographic, but there's a better word for it. I, yeah. I, I just read it in the New 52 mm-hmm. uh, run, but I think it's called an idyllic memory yeah, or something, something like that. that. I don't know how to say it. She can literally remember everything, mm-hmm. almost. If she was with Batman, and she would be like, oh, this they have the power of this. They have the strength of this. Yeah. Your computer files said this, this, and this. Yeah. You know, kind of showing that bat team, mm-hmm. I think that would have been cool. Yeah. But for some reason, Jonah Hex is in control of the, you know, the graves, yeah. which I think is really dumb. But the really big thing, like I was saying, we get to see the other side of what that Manhattan Batman was, mm-hmm. or what was it? What did they call it? They called it the the final Batman. Yeah. And it legit looks like Doctor Manhattan, but when you look closer, it actually looks like Joker. Yeah, like a Manhattan Joker. It looks like a Manhattan yeah. Joker, and the brain they are putting inside that Manhattan Joker is the Batman who laughs. Yeah. So that big what the fuck moment in issue one of mm-hmm. of freaking Wonder Woman killing the Batman who laughs is pointless. Yeah, was just all, like a stupid little stunt that Snyder pulled of like, oh look, you know, Batwoman. I mean, freaking Wonder Woman killed Batman who laughs. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is gonna be crazy. No, because they brought him back by by the very next issue. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Yeah. So uh, I believe Snyder is doing something here that we have not seen done before, and he is saying that Manhattan can morph. Which, that's not something that I've ever seen in anything. Because even if you go to the Watchmen show, he had to get a body to turn into. You know what I mean? Like, he had to find somebody's body to morph into them. Like, oh, I can be this person? If I'm not mistaken. I've never seen him morph in the comics. I know he can go bigger, smaller, that kind of stuff. I didn't know he could physically change into something different. I could be wrong here. Somebody can definitely correct me on this, but I've never seen that. I mean, from... Because he morphs into the Batman who laughs. This is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, he, he morphs well, he, into that. A blue one. Yeah, he he morphs into a, like, what he was looking like at the very beginning yeah. of this series. 
but he's all blue still. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a little weird. Yeah. And he has this, you know, telekinetic almost conversation with Perpetua. Mm-hmm. She has, you know, killed off another world. And I can't remember how many she said are left. But there's very yeah, she, little. You saw what world she killed off, though, right? Uh, no, I did not. It is uh, the fucking Red Sun Earth world. Which Batman's there, though. Because like, Superman has the Soviet Union logo on his on his chest. It's Earth-30. Yeah, that, that's so, a little weird. He, Batman should be dead. Batman should, in fact, be dead. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what's happening there. But anyway, so yeah, there's this weird telepathic conversation, and we know that the Batman who laughs has something. Perpetua is like, "Oh, if you're doing something stupid, I will destroy you." Is basically what she says in this conversation, because yeah. she knows she was like, "I have my feelings are all up in everything that is touched out here, so I know if you're fucking around with something, like I got you. Don't even think you can pull a fast one on me." But of course, we know Batman who laughs is a bajillion steps ahead of everything, so he probably has a major plan. Which, when it's Batman, totally cool with it. But when it's fucking this Batman who laughs, I fucking hate it. I don't know why. It's just the worst. It's, it's, I think because we had, and we even talked about it last year, the last two years, we had so much Batman who laughs. Yeah. Like for, for the way they left him in metal, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit. Like we're, we're probably going to see him like every so often we saw him captured by the, uh, by the Injustice League, basically. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, I, I forget for... what they're called. Yeah, but uh, the freaking uh, having him captured like that, we were like, oh snap! Like this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then to see him get you know taken out of it and you know go on to this big journey to where he is basically God. Yeah. He kills all of his freaking minions except for one of the crow robins mm-hmm. and he asks him to be the robin king yeah and he the robin this little crow robin whispers something into his ear and he becomes the darkest knight yeah and shifts again and basically becomes carnage but black not yeah. venom not venom yeah. Think of like the menacing, scary, like smile of Carnage, mm-hmm. and turn him black. That's all this is. Yeah, and that's actually a good shout. I didn't think about that. And yeah. I immediately, like, again, this is stupid. This is all I was saying while yeah. I was reading this book. So the good thing, the the thing that point uh, when I was talking to Rob at the comic shop, and I'll, I'll talk more of the story later, but he pointed out how it would have been better, or it should have been. Like, to, to, to just get Batman who laughs out of there, because he was like, it was stupid that they just put his brain in another body. That's dumb. First of all, how did you kill Manhattan? Like, how do you kill Manhattan, for real? Like, how did that happen? Like, not even Jeff well, Johns killed Manhattan. Well, no. So, I don't think... I think this is literally just a creation. Like, mm-hmm. they they created a body. Mm. I don't think that That body looked is... like it was standing up already in the first issue. It looked like yeah. it was a real person, like, standing yeah. there. But anyways... uh. Rob said that the Batman who laughs should have died and the the Crow Robin should have stepped up and took the place and been the next villain. Like that yes. would have been so much better. Well, but when you hear something cuz we heard about the Robin King like mm-hmm. before Death Metal number 1 came out. Yeah. So, you know, people are probably anticipating who who is this Robin King mm-hmm. and so that probably went through a lot of people's heads like, "Oh, snap." 
Batman Who Laughs is dead. Now the Robin King is coming, probably. Yeah. This is going to be intense. But no. Like, they just, like, oh, yeah. here's Batman Who Laughs again. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we're just going to fast forward to the end uh, because nothing really happens. The, the This Justice League or whatever you want to call them of people are rushing to this other secret base that has this spaceship that uh, is going to take them to wherever they need to go. This uh, spaceship, I will say, uh, they do explain it right before it is revealed. It mm-hmm. is a creation of uh, Toy Man or Toy Master. Yeah, um, Toy Master is the like actual good guy, not not Toy Man, which is the mm-hmm. bad guy. Uh, and they also created robots of the Dark Knights from yeah. what we saw in the first metal. So I'm like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Like he's just bringing them back, so that way everybody can be like, oh look, they're back! Oh my god! Yeah, but. The dumbest thing yeah. is the last page. Yeah, I dropped the which, book because of this. This I understand. This is an homage to one of my favorite runs. You know, pre New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. Bat. Uh, this is the Superman Batman book. Uh, introduced uh, the whole story with Supergirl uh, getting captured by freaking Darkseid. You know that whole run. Yeah. Uh, and is also you know inspired. Uh, it inspired the movie Public Enemies, which is the animated movie, yeah, where I this actually makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. But the only difference with, the, with this robot, it's a giant Megazord. Think of yeah. Just think of a giant Megazord from Power Rangers. But it is split down the middle between Superman and Batman. But now they have incorporated Wonder Woman attire to it. Lipstick, yeah. the headband, uh, the chest plate, and the belt. Yeah. And I, I just saw it, and I was like, okay. Uh, I al- I I think I texted you, you said, uh, <laughs> saying I already want metal to end. Yeah. Like we have this book until January, February. and it need it needs to end now. Yeah, it's um. I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast. We think they're stretching it out this long because they're going to be doing something in the future. Uh, my head just like throbbed just thinking about it. <laughs> um, and uh, this this makes me like wish that we were like going the marvel route mm-hmm. where some of their events come out weekly yeah we could be done with this by next month if yeah. we were to do that that'd be nice but it's it not would going be to. so nice but it's i think not i might be bad i would probably rather this just come out weekly and then not have any new books for six months at this rate because god this sucks no um, like honest like honestly honestly what you could legitimately do is make a huge announcement saying, mm-hmm. hey, big things are coming for DC, but our writers need to prepare. Yeah. We are canceling all books just like just like they did in New 52. Mm-hmm. And then they put out all the conversion stuff. But instead of putting it out conversion style, yeah. do, what you do, do what you're doing with digital first. Just mm-hmm. throw out all of these stories. Yeah. 99 cents. And I know you need to do it for print. So make them two ninety nine again. Yeah, like just throw them out there, just random yeah. fun stories, and then once February hits, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, we're having fun with this story and this story and this story and yeah. blah, blah blah. Oh snap, a new you know a new continuity is coming up. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't know. So I hated this book so much that I dropped it from my pull list and I dropped everything that it's tying into it in my pull list. So the only thing. 
And I even I even went into let me tell my little story that I have at the comic shop, and then we'll <laughs> we'll talk about the rest of this. So I uh, luckily got the day off today, and my art my comic shop's right by my job. So like my boss was like, "Yeah, I don't want you to drive all the way out here." I was like, "Well, I'm still going that way anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter." <laughs> um, but I drove all the way to the comic shop today because I was like, "I gotta go take this shit off my pull list." Um, and I got I still got I took Justice League off, and they still got me Justice League. I was like, "Bro." I bought it just to help out the shop, but I was like, I'm scratching everything off my list. If I see this again, I'm leaving it on the table. Um, but anyways, so I go, and I'm like, I, I talked to Rob, who's like a good friend of ours, and I was like, dude, can I see my list? I was like, I'm just, he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, man, what are you going to take off? And I was just like, I was all metal, bro. But the funny thing was, right, there was somebody there. This guy and uh, this girl were there, and he seemed pretty excited. I was getting my pull list. He was like, oh, yeah, he was, he was opening his box for the first time. And like this girl was opening a box too. He was like, "Yeah, you know what? Give me that Joker War. That seems I love Joker War. It looks like it's gonna be really cool." I'm like, "Oh, I'm just like in the corner, like of the others." I'm like, "Oh, you, you have become that yeah, person. I've the one that person guy. that we like, because we've had when I was working there, yeah. we had those conversations with people yeah. that you were like, "Oh man, the, you know, Tom King's run is so good, blah blah,", blah. Yeah. and there would be that one person to just sure. try to shit on it." You were now that, that person. Yeah. But so the thing is, like, unlike those people that would just butt into the conversation, I didn't talk to this guy. That was the thing. Like, because I, you know what? If you want to like some shitty writing, go for it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> you like what you like. But no, anyways. So I'm, I get my pull list and I ask if I could talk to Rob because I, I only like dealing with particular people at that shop. So I talked to Rob. He helps me out. And we're shooting the shit. And he was like, uh, I was like, yeah, dude, I got to take metal. He's like, dude, it was garbage right and i was like yes dude i was all i need to get this i was like after reading issue two dude i was like i need to take this off my pull list because it's so garbage the other guy's like seven feet away from me like because he's on the opposite side of the counter and i and i think he probably put metal on there too and i'm just like i was like that's garbage bro and then i was also like i was like also can you put a note on there to just end my batman purchases at 100 i was like i just want humanis's run and then i'm out like i don't care i was like tinian's writing it's like i don't like it and that guy <laughs> just put on the joker war onto his list so i felt like a dick dude i was like this guy's probably getting all these books and i'm just shitting on him right now um and so like i thought that was hilarious but yeah i was talking to rob about this and we had talked about it last time i went into the shop that i was like yeah dude i don't know what snyder's doing he was like honestly man he was and rob said this he was all i feel like snyder probably needs a babysitter like frank miller does because he's going way out there and doing some crazy shit and he was like it's crazy that like Tom, because he mentioned something about like Tom King maybe not having access to every character he wanted to mess with in his run, but it seems yeah. like they gave Snyder and Tinian whatever the fuck they wanted. He was like, just do whatever you want. Go ahead and use every character. And but the thing is, I think it's more because their name holds a little bit more weight. Now I know, I know now. Mm-hmm. I I think because we've talked about this. Yeah, King's sweet spot. 12 issue maxi series yeah those sell like hotcakes and every single one of them that he has written has been nominated for an eisner yeah every single one mm-hmm. even his short stories even his uh his swamp thing short story yeah his one shot one one i think that yeah, one one yeah it yeah. won an eisner so dc knows okay that is your sweet spot we're gonna keep you there and mm-hmm. you know you can do this and this and this but with somebody like Snyder, somebody like Tinian, I think Snyder, of course, like we said, 
Tinian is his boy, you know. Yeah. He he propped him up. So whatever Tinian wants, Snyder's gonna go in for him and like, hey, Tinian mm-hmm. needs this. Yeah. We need to make this happen. And they're just gonna bend over backwards for him. Because yeah. for the past what is what twenty twenty, for the past nine years, mm-hmm. Snyder has been a big name. Yeah. He has, and uh, you know, and I used to love Snyder. I, I mentioned it when I went into the comic shop today. I was like, Snyder's the, the he's like the first person I started buying Batman for. Like he got me into comic shops. You know, like I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I am on forums and stuff like that that talk about you know the Batcat. Everybody's like excited for Batcat because they're like Tom King brought me into comic books. Like I was so excited to see this Catwoman and Batman relationship. And now it feels like it's getting ripped away from me with Tinian. And I, you know, Snyder gave me a badass Batman. I was like, oh my god, these stories are so good. Like, he writes Batman so well. And it's weird that I've turned on him so much. But it just seems like he, again, I don't know, man, when I came to that realization that he does not build relationships, I'm like, wow. I was like, I have had the fucking rose-colored glasses taken off my face. Yeah, and I'm dude. just like, holy shit. And you said you've mentioned it to, to I think you mentioned it to your co-host on um, you know, the Comic, Comic Book, Book Legion, Legion. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. he was just like, "Why the fuck did you tell me that?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's true and yeah. and like we we talked about this. We talked mm-hmm. about this even in our last episode. We are not here to like completely shit on yeah, writers. No. We but just like what you said in the very beginning of this, if we recognize crappy writing, Mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. We're going to be like, okay, this was a bad move. Like, yeah. And what Snyder has been doing has been a little bit of a bad move. Yeah. Now, I do want to go ahead and talk about what I learned today. And I even yeah. texted it to you. Yeah. You know, uh, and you said that it kind of might be confusing, mm-hmm. uh, more so because not a whole lot of people are, you know, in the heart yeah. of... Uh, the community of comics, you know, yeah. they may just be casual readers or just, you know, fans of Batman and just want to mm-hmm. read Batman stuff or whatever. And I learned, uh, you know, a, a good friend of, of mine who has helped us out when we needed books and things like that. Uh, Jim from the Weird Science Podcast, I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, pimp that out. He let me know or let us know in the Slack chat that we're in that he talked to Snyder today mm-hmm. and said, hey, one of my friends has this theory that the chaos that is happening in your book of mm-hmm. metal is a representation of the chaos and turmoil of the company of DC Comics. And Snyder said, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, this can be related to what we were talking about also with Tom King talking to John about how, okay, uh, Mr. Miracle was about the Trump election and Mm -hmm. Strange Adventures is about the... uh, uh, Mueller uh, Report. Mueller Report, exactly. So writers definitely relate their writing to whatever they are experiencing in the world. Mm -hmm. Snyder is doing that with DC Comics, and it is legit becoming a clusterfuck, just like DC Comics. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, and, that, that's the thing, right? Because and, and, and uh, you said, okay, if you if you are not in comics, mm-hmm. if you are not really in the heart of it, and like reading all these things and knowing 
how crazy you know things are happening at dc you know with the dan didio stuff and yeah. the not really knowing where they're gonna go after this kind of thing if you mm-hmm. don't know all that you're not gonna understand anything mm-hmm. that is going on with snyder's writing right you're now. you're not gonna and get that reference you're not gonna get the reference for sure yeah but like because of it because he's trying to relate it to that mm-hmm. like it legit formats into the chaos of what's on the paper yeah like you were reading in this and you're just like what the hell is going on yeah it's not a good move i don't think it's a good smart move at all because here's the thing right because again clay has made the best uh comparison to tom king that i've probably heard and agree with the most clay says that tom king is the ryan johnson of comic books yes and everybody either loves ryan johnson or hates ryan johnson I actually loved The Last Jedi. I was so glad that it was different. It got away from the status quo of a Star Wars movie, and it just wasn't a repeat of a movie that came out 10 years ago or 30 years ago. I loved that about The Last Jedi. And I was like, holy... And cinematically, it was gorgeous. Yeah. But... It wasn't like, oh, man, it should have been this, it should have been that. Like, that's what every Star Wars Wars fan will tell you they ruined it. And I know hardcore Star Wars fans that just absolutely fucking hate it. And I feel like that is exactly how Tom King is. You either love Tom King or you hate Tom King. And they won't even, like, Tom King got a new book announced today that he's going to be writing Rorschach. And it's going to be on metal. And it's going to be a political drama. And everybody's like, this book's going to suck. He's going to fucking ruin another beloved character. They haven't even fucking read the book. And it's already, they're already shitting on it. And that's how Ryan Johnson is. They're like, his new Star Wars trilogy is going to be fucking garbage. It's going to be the worst fucking thing ever. Let's start at Indiegogo to raise money to reshoot the whole freaking movie of Last Jedi. Like, what? It's so ridiculous. But anyways, here's the thing about Tom King, right? The Mueller report. The fucking Trump election. All of that stuff is so in your face. It's so polarizing you can relate to it. Even if you don't give a fuck about politics, you know about the Mueller report. You know that that shit is out there doing some shit. Like, you would have to be so disconnected from the world, no social media, no none of this, none of that, to not even know about the Mueller report. And that's totally fine, because even people in other countries know about that shit. They're like, oh, man, what the fuck are y'all doing over there? Like, you know what I mean? It's insane. Tom King writes about stuff that people can relate to, can understand. Snyder is writing about something inside of a company that only people inside of that company and a few select outsiders or inside scoopers or whatever probably know about. Yeah. And I I mentioned this to Clay when he told me about this. I was like, dude, I was like, you have to be so into that to, un- to even possibly get the references to this. Because I get a lot of my news from Clay. Like, if you guys don't understand that. He's he's on Twitter. He gets all that shit. I don't give a fuck about Twitter. I literally deleted it to do- today. Yeah, you know, one thing that I've told, I've told my wife this. I've told, I'm pretty sure I've told you and I've told mm-hmm. my co-host on my other show. Like, I live and breathe comics, like, every yeah. fucking day. Like, I, I read at least two issues of something every single day. Uh, whether it be uh marvel dc manga anything like Mm -hmm. i'm always reading comics and so i this is very something passionate that i that i love and now i may not be super hardcore into marvel i'm trying to be Mm -hmm. uh but literally you cannot you can only hold so much information in your brain and for me i love dc a little bit more so i'm always going to gravitate towards that stuff so i know a little bit more about what's going on on the inside you know the Mm -hmm. information that's coming to me and whatnot so you know and you even said it 
there's only a small minority of people yeah that that are gonna do that mm-hmm. and you're you're right you're absolutely right not everybody's gonna get this reference not everybody's going to understand what's going on because of that reference yeah and i think it's going to hinder snyder's writing in this story because i feel like he's gonna he's gonna do this mm-hmm. and it's not gonna match up with what he wants with the ending and then the ending is gonna fall flat just like fucking last night on earth yeah or metal because metal went nowhere yeah yeah metal yeah. went nowhere and that's another thing rob said today he was like yeah dude he was like he you know how we were talking about how snyder makes snyder makes cool moments yes rob was like he makes cool characters but they don't go anywhere mm-hmm. he was all uh, his all of metal had really great characters because everybody's like oh shit you know you said it too like you know fucking red death all that jazz those were awesome they looked great that story developed into nothing like all of the books that came out out of metal all canceled and also i just want to say this dan didio whatever you want to say about him you can Mm -hmm. say about him but one thing that even tom king said the dude loves comics and he will just like me live and breathe comics so even a guy that lived and or lives and breathes comics to this day tried to be like hey Let's spin something out of metal. Oh, mm-hmm. this new age of heroes. He tried to help Snyder with that. Yeah. And even that didn't hit. Like, yeah. like nothing came out of metal other than Snyder's run of Justice League. Mm-hmm. And where is that going so far? In the garbage. Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it is so weird that he has fallen so far, right? Like... Uh, you know, he, to use an overused fucking quote, uh, he didn't die the hero. He's living long enough to see himself become the become villain. Become the villain, You yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, one thing that you won't really understand this concept unless you are a little bit bigger into comics, but, and we've said this, Snyder is diving way too deep into the Morrison realm of comics. Yeah. Now, if... Morrison, I've always heard this joke. I don't know if a lick of it is true. Mm-hmm. But everybody says Morrison writes comics on fucking shrooms and acid because of how weird, wacky, and just out there his mm-hmm. stories are. And people gravitate towards them because he he does that and he goes for his audience with it. Yeah. So, like, if, you know, right now the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. That book is very much a golden age, silver age fandom mm-hmm. homage, really. But with the weirdness of what he usually does. And so people really, really love that. Yeah, Snyder is trying to do that with the modern age of comics. And it's just not hitting because he's trying something that he like he he is. One thing that I hate to say for mm-hmm. a writer is Right now, there's something really big going on in DC with this whole event with Metal. Yeah. He is trying something new when he should be doing something he knows. Yeah. And, and I, I hate to say that because I know that creators need to create things. Yeah. But right now, he needs. I think he needs to create a new story with something familiar mm-hmm. instead of throwing something out there. Because right now, 
not a whole lot of people are loving it. Yeah. Yeah, and to just kind of go back to that point real quick um, of him writing it with the turmoil inside of DC, the thing is, like, it's okay to do that kind of stuff, but this is a sequel to something. You shouldn't be trying to write this hidden agenda storyline or whatever inside of a sequel to something. I just don't think that works because they're like, all right, how does that relate to the first one? And second, this is kind of like my problem with Ray Fisher that we've talked about the last two weeks. If he never reveals what the turmoil, if we never find out that this turmoil inside of DC, nobody's ever going to get this. Like unless but they technically, and- technically, we do know the turmoil is the fact that DC never. Well, once once John's left, and this is mm-hmm. really weird compared to the story that you just related to. Mm-hmm. Once John's left, there was never really a unity to be like, "Hey, this is what we need to do as DC writers to create the story for the DC universe." Mm-hmm. So Dan Didio, from what people have been saying is he favored the veteran writers and favored a selected few writers and then everybody else was just like ah fuck you guys yeah you you can keep your jobs just right to write Mm -hmm. and it really kept denying a whole lot of new ideas because dan didio he loves he loves comics Mm -hmm. but he loves silver age he loves 90s he loves the nostalgia of it Mm-hmm. and so that was really what dc was he's mm-hmm. off the bait he's off the board now yeah and right now jim lee he's a really good advocate for everything outside of comics right now mm-hmm. so somebody needs to take you know take the leadership spot at dc comics and that's right now scott snyder yeah and so just thinking of the workplace with that, everybody's going to be running with their heads cut off, basically. Yeah. And so that is the turmoil. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm assuming will be the status quo will be what, you know, this new, this new, you know, DC universe that we're going to get after this mm-hmm. is the conclusion of like, Hey, now I'm here. I'm the leader. And this is how we're going to see our way out of this. Yeah. So I He's think Wonder that's, Woman. yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, he doesn't give me a lot of hope. I'll say that. Um, also, man, I had it on the tip of my tongue, which what I was going to say about this run. Oh, the going back to the whole, like everybody loves Silver Age and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is my problem when it comes to writers, right? Is when they try to do, when they try to mimic their favorite writers or they try to mimic an era you said that he tries to mimic grant morrison it seems like he's pulling a lot of stuff grant morrison i don't think writers should ever do that if you want to make a continuation of morrison's story that's totally fine but you should write it in your own way yeah you shouldn't try to write it like morrison and i think that's something that's benefited king very well because king's like i like this old character but i want to bring him into a modern situation you can't you shouldn't there, there re- there's a reason they're called the Silver Age and the Golden Age because they were different. It was a different era. Women weren't very prominent in those ages. You know, they weren't doing badass shit like they're doing now in comics. And those are just very different times. And they were very cheesy back then. That doesn't work today. Campy does not work today. And it's what I told Rob. I was like, this book went full comic book. And you never go full comic book. <laughs> and 
and that's how I feel like I just the dad joke was so bad. Like Dude, I I will tell you this. I I told you that I think that Bendis is right. Like it is so bad for me. Mm-hmm. I thought Bendis wrote this book. Yeah. Like that's and if you don't know how I feel about Bendis, <laughs> you should listen to Comic Book Legion whenever we talk about Superman cuz it yeah. is bad. Like yeah. and if you didn't want to just hear me go on a giant rant for another 15 minutes of F-bombs mm-hmm. and whatever talking about Bendis. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm blacklisted from DC Comics because of what I've said about Bendis. Like, Are you even that... banned, though? Because I'm banned by him. Like, I have been blocked by Bendis. See, no, so... I have not been blocked. That's the I got one blocked that... just because I asked him when he's leaving Superman. And he just didn't like that. And he blocked me. And I've asked him three times. And he just yeah. won't block. I think he knows that i hate him and so he's like no i'm gonna i'm gonna keep you stringing yeah. along no i, I think that's basically instantly. what it is um yeah so i don't know so uh to to end this conversation i have a cbr article of what snyder actually says the book is about okay so he didn't okay. say that stuff but he said this is what a quote he said about like where this is going he's like i didn't want it to feel anything like death metal was repetitive or small because they're talking about the death of batman who laughs And he was like, I wanted to feel bigger and fresh and expansive. He was like, the original metal was a test to see if people would respond well to that kind of event because we hadn't done one like that in a while that was exuberant and embraced comic books. Uh, Kirby-esque late uh, lunacy that had the cosmic majesty and not with this dark undertones, but instead was this kind of explosivary, whatever, I can't say the word, out there and this ridiculous while it's still heartfelt. I don't remember metal ever being heartfelt. Uh, I mean the the single there, issues were good, there, but there the was story some heartfelt, itself. There was some there were some heartfelt moments, like near the end though, mm-hmm. when like when you knew, like Batman was somewhere lost somewhere, you know, because yeah. there was that whole story of Batman lost. Mm-hmm. But like when Superman went to go save him, like Batman was broken. Yeah. Like Batman didn't want to go back. He was like think of like you can't really equate it to anything, but he was an old man at that point. He was like mm-hmm. basically Batman beyond Bruce Wayne and he yeah. was just like I don't I don't want to do this. There's nothing worth fighting now. Barbados is, you know, you know, he won. Just just mm-hmm. go back. You know, they need you. They don't need me. And I can see how that's a little heartfelt and you're just like okay, you know, we really need like the kick-ass Bruce back, yeah. And so we finally get that once uh, uh, freaking you know Morpheus comes the you know dreaming, yeah. You know that was a big thing when he, when he showed up, and so mm-hmm. that were, I can see where Snyder is talking about the feels and mm-hmm. those type of moments, but that really wasn't the whole point of metal. No, you know it was to see all the new cool toys. Um, but this is what he says on the rest of this article. He says, the idea that we want to be even more grounded emotionally than metal is in this one. Uh, it is a story that as much as it cranks it, that it's cranked up to 11, it's deeply, deeply about Wonder Woman having to face truth of what the DCU should be going forward and things that she, uh, that the heroes have done wrong, the things that could have been done better, all of that. And what it means to really be a hero, the truth of that, and that's why she's the perfect hero for that. So basically just saying it's a Wonder Woman story, and it's going to be about hope at the end. 
I'm sorry. You cannot talk about a grounded story with grounded heroes Mm -mm. and have a multiversal cosmic story. Like, I I hate it when people try that. They're like, oh, we need a grounded story. Mm-hmm. for you know this dude that's out in space all the time no you yeah. don't he's out in space yeah. like there's a he reason test the ground. <laughs> like like i understand i understand like people are like oh we need a grounded story for superman cool have that when he's clark clint clark kent the journalist yeah when he's superman i want to see him superman as fuck like yeah. i'm sorry that's just what i want to see yeah yeah if they wanted a grounded story they got the wrong writer um, exactly you know it's just and it doesn't help that tinian was like yeah we we like doing the zany spacey stuff like that's awesome and it's like that's not grounded bro like as much as you hate on king his shit's grounded like you know again we're gonna perfect transition because batman is still in strange adventures but again this is a this is a grounded story did you actually read all of strange adventures i don't know if yes you did. i did i i okay. actually did i completely so, forgot that we were talking about that book yeah yeah so in strange adventure we're just gonna go through it really quick because on the last one we found out that um you know mr terrific is gonna question adam strange and what happens is we see the fallout of that because we see mr terrific leave um leave after this questioning and adam strange is kind of not cool with it he's like well man he asked a lot of questions that i didn't think was gonna happen and he starts talking to superman about it which I thought was very interesting. He's like, man, I didn't think he was going to like ask so many stuff about my kid or whatever. Like, And he doesn't know Mr. Terrific. So he's like, who is this guy? Like, is he like, like you and Bruce and are cool, but like, who's this guy? Like when you really think like now that I know, (laughs) no, no, no. Now that I know this is about the Mueller report, you're just like, God damn. Yeah. This is so good though. Right. Like, so it's insane. So, of course, if you guys have not read Strange Adventures, it is a monthly book by Tom King. It's another one of his 12-issue stories. Uh, this particular thing is we're getting, like, the good version of Adam Strange and the bad version of Adam Strange. We're getting two different stories at once. And one is on a different planet of what is called Ran. And he's, yeah. like, this beloved hero. And he even he literally wrote a book in this story about his adventures on Ran. And Batman is questioning like if this is real batman couldn't do this he's like i can't do this investigation i want you to do it mr terrific and mr terrific is actually the second lead character in this book and um so he's questioning adam strange and adam strange is not like he's just he's like what the hell's happening and the cool thing is this he's he's talking to superman while they're fighting this big fucking like alien uh device that's over i guess metropolis or something like that it literally looks like something from uh what is that fuck world exactly. of world yeah, war world of the, the worlds world. yeah 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 so um you know they're having this conversation and the crazy thing is is it seems like the villain of this book is his wife and that's how yes. i read it so it very much is mm-hmm. and the reason being is the very obvious two face shitty talk that she has yeah and and you get it like when when they're together and they're like oh well you know uh they're talking to i guess their lawyer and they're like okay well you know this is this is what we you know he asked me this and i Mm -hmm. told him this and he's asking questions about this also Mm -hmm. and he's also asking questions about our daughter like I i don't see how this is any relevance to you know what the whole thing is about and she's like oh just shut up and kiss me we're gonna be okay Mm -hmm. and then like 
jump all the way to the fucking end of the book. Yeah. And well, even before going to the end, like if you're going to reveal the Batman part. Oh, well, yeah, the, not, even, a, not even that. Like before uh, when they're in front of all the cameras. Yeah. She, that's where I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. She's shady. So, okay, so the crazy thing about this is she obviously – so the way I read this and what I've read in these first three issues is their daughter's still alive but on Ran. I don't think so. You think she's dead? I think she's dead dead i think they're lying about the daughter being alive and she's on ran and that's what they're hiding and people feel like they're hiding this and they're using it as a sympathy like story that's how i read it and maybe i'm wrong but that's kind of how i see, read it but see this is why i love this type of story written by tom king mm-hmm. because we can interpret it in different ways and yeah. then when the reveal actually happens you're like Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, because, now, I don't like stories like how Mr. Miracle was with, like, oh, you can just interpret how it is yeah, I get that. with your own mind. Like, mm-hmm. that I don't like. But with this kinds of stuff, this is legit, like, we are now invested in this, and this is just, like, something we would talk about in the real world. Just like yeah. the Mueller reports. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, what's going to come out next? What's going to yeah. come out next? What's going to come out next? And this is exactly how I feel about this story on this investigation with with uh freaking adam strange because you're just like okay what is it that is real and what is it that it's not and the one thing that a lot of people are not talking about which was a point made by our my friend jim Mm -hmm. is why the hell has you know this whole thing about the dead dude that happened in the first issue just been glossed over yeah when is that gonna come back out like like we don't know about these things and it makes the book a little bit more intense yeah well i love that so one of my favorite things that when writers do this i'm just like oh so much better because it's like a a second or third story happening within a story Mm -hmm. is when you bring in news like when the news is part of a story because you know that's something that happens every single day we see it with celebrities all the time oh my god look who has a new baby or whatever Well, i think one of his really big influences on that is the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. The Dark Knight Returns, like, that was a really big part of that book. Yeah. Is the small little segments that you got, like, every third page or so, we would have mm-hmm. another, you know, news report talking about, you know, whatever. Now, I know we don't really love that story like everybody else does, mm-hmm. but we know that Tom King, like, is in love with Frank Miller. So, yeah, for sure. Excuse me. So... You know, we I can see him getting that influence from there. Yeah. But, so I thought. No, go, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I love that there is like a kind of like a Fox News and like a CNN in this kind of thing right here because ones they're very polar opposite. But I would I would assume that Strange and his wife are on the Fox News version of this. And, yeah, the wife is doing all the talking and kind of pulling the attention away from Adam Strange, who is the focal point of this investigation. But she's all like, no, like, oh, yeah, I don't know why people would talk about our lost child. It's so freaking painful and blah, blah, blah. She's pulling that away, which if anybody knows about just what's going on in America, the person that's always the focal point, there's always something to pull away from that person when something gets really serious. Like, yeah. oh, uh, this is happening over here. And, well, like, and oh. then, and then, like, 
she go she says why is someone trying to distract adam from the vital mission yeah like he is a good guy and his mm-hmm. his whole thing is to like he 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 went to our planet and like saved us and like that yeah. is his mission and then you see her smoking a cigarette in the in the bedroom and like boom yeah. bitch i got him yeah I'm like, like in oh, a robe that? with her like you know boobs like chest exposed and stuff and she's like god like just total like vixen kind of like i just played the world and it was just i'm like oh my god she's such a bitch <laughs> like i was just like damn um and we're not even talking about what's happening on ran like we're seeing like well, adam like, strange we're seeing adam strange in this like huge like legit fight for his life yeah. Uh, in this arena and it's for literally his death uh mm-hmm. life or death situation but also the hand of his his current wife yeah and he ends up like getting stabbed by like a poisonous sword mm-hmm. but he's like nah bitch i got this yeah and completely decapitates his enemy with his own fucking helmet it is yeah. gangster it's awesome. i love that panel where it's all red and mm-hmm. you just hear him scream, or you just see him scream. Yeah. Love that panel. Absolutely yeah. love it. It could give you the idea, too, that maybe he did murder that guy. If yeah. he's able to do this, you know what I mean? Exactly. And we, so that goes to the end, and of course his wife was, like, actually handcuffed, and she's like, uh, now you're gonna go ahead and go tell your people that you work for us now, is basically what she said. She's like, you're yeah. gonna come fight for Ren, or whatever. So, and then that, it cuts to this, like, present-day stuff. She's in a swimming pool, very James Bond bathing suit. Well, and she, I love that shot, the one right? where it's above, that is, you, I couldn't actually name it before, but mm-hmm. yes, very James Bond. Like an aerial Bond. view? Yes, very James Bond. She gets out of the pool and immediately pulls a gun, and you're like, oh, shit, like, what is this? And it's fucking Batman. Yeah. It was awesome, dude. I was like, whoa. Like, it was so dope. Dude, does she not look like Olivia Munn in this? Yes. Oh, my God, she does. Like, oh, my God, like, really big time. And I think Olivia Munn's probably worn that bathing suit before. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you've ever followed Mitch Gerard's, he follows so many cosplayers and so many beautiful women because I think that's where he gets his, you know, his yeah, reference photos he, from. He, he gets his reference photos from there. And the dude, like, he's actually put his wife through a lot of, like, like I think there was one thing that he did for Year of the Villain where mm-hmm. he needed to have, like, a picture of, like, the black hand or not a mm-hmm. uh, uh, black mask. Sorry. It was yeah. black mask holding his helmet. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he took a picture of him holding his wife's head. Yeah like that nice. and they took a picture and he's like okay thanks honey and then they like <laughs> just start like drawing it i'm like yeah. man that would <laughs> like i understand that you got to do whatever you got to do mm-hmm. but like just randomly like having your husband be like hey i need you for a second okay yeah. do this pose and you're just like wait what <laughs> it's still not as bad as king uh having kite man's son die and it's like the name of his kid she's like Jesus. you just had her kid name die he was like, I'm sorry, they're saying the same thing. Like, uh, she oh, was like, man. holy shit. But anyways, the way this book ends is uh, Batman wants to talk to Alana is her name. And what happens is she's, you know, they're talking. He's like, look, I'm, I've said what I needed to say or whatever. And it turns out that she has people photographing them so she can manipulate the perception that Batman is threatening her to make the investigation go the Justice League's way. 
and it ends with this like newscast, which I think this is the Fox News or no, it's MDX. I think it's the same thing. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. this one's MDX. The other one's MNN. Oh, yeah, so yeah, M- the other one is CBS. MDN, yeah. which is CNN. Yeah, and this and one's it's Fox. red. It's a red logo. Yeah, this okay. one is MDX. Yeah, Fox X, and it's a blue logo. Yeah, so you're like very and very smart. Yeah, they're definitely saying, like, the Justice League is trying to threaten, like, Alana, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it like, looks very bad. It like yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't look great that she's, like, puffing smoke, no. like, in his face. Because it still makes her look like a bitch. Yeah. But it may be for the fact that, like, she's standing up to the Justice League. Like, yeah. oh, we're not going to take your shit type of stuff. Yeah. And that's how they're throwing it. And I'm just like... And people what? love that if you're yes. on Fox News. You know, they love that Trump is all like, oh, we're not going to back down to these Chinese people and blah, blah, blah. Like, they, like, you know, he says those, like, just disparaging words or he says, like, China flu. And, like, his base loves that shit. And yeah. you're just like, that's fucked up. Why are you phrasing it that way? Why are you doing that? But, you know, he's like, oh, it, it, he's not – he doesn't mean anything bad by it, blah, blah, blah. He's just standing his ground, like – and that's what those news organizations eat up. So I'm enjoying this story, especially knowing now that it is based off of or it's pulling inspiration from like the Mueller report or just this whatever. And just seeing that somebody and again, we we covered this during like the pandemic when no books were coming out. We covered identity crisis and it was such a crazy story that somebody in their own family, like the own family of the Justice League is turning on them. Yeah. And now we're seeing this, like, oh, Adam Strange is part of the family, but his wife is turning on us. Like, what the fuck? So it's very interesting because they say your worst enemies are your, the people closest to you because they know the most about you. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm enjoying this book, obviously. Oh, typical Juice Likes a Tom King book. Uh, well, you know, one thing, I haven't read the article yet. I actually mm-hmm. have it saved. Uh, but there was an article that uh, the publicist for for DC, we both know them. Uh, we've we've emailed him several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark, uh, yeah. he posted it on Twitter today, uh, and it was titled "Why Tom Tom King is the best person or or the the best or I, let me just look it up before I I, like, I didn't up. see that one. Obviously, yeah, I let me, let me see. That. Uh, uh, was it on DC Comics or where did it get posted from? Uh, no, it was it was him, uh, oh, Clark. Okay. He retweeted it, mm-hmm. and it you says, have to send it to me so I can read "DC's it. most controversial writer is the perfect fit for a Watchmen sequel." Oh yeah, I saw the headline, but I didn't get to read the article. So I do have it bookmarked here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. read it probably tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow I have the day off. But this goes into our small little comic book news that Tom King is writing. A uh, a Watchmen spinoff book mm-hmm. being Rorschach. Yeah. Now he has not said what this story is going to be influenced by, but the only uh, thing is, kind of. Did you not finish the article, or you didn't finish that podcast? I did. What did he say? They the person was saying he he was saying that this one is more based off of like more like Trump stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, okay, okay. It's more yeah, political, yeah. like hard. So, and one correction, because uh, mm-hmm. I know that I know that Juice was saying it several times during the podcast. It's not George Jimenez that is doing yeah. the art. It's George Fornes, yeah. who uh, wrote one of our 
favorite annuals, which was mm -hmm. uh, every day, uh, mm -hmm. uh, annual number four in Tom King's run, uh, he is doing the art for Rorschach, which definitely matches the tone of Rorschach. It really mm -hmm. does. He's not really my favorite artist, but it can definitely match that almost... Uh, uh, Oh my gosh, who was the freaking artist on Watchmen? Holy shit. Uh, oh man, I'm forgetting it. I have the book over there, but I don't know. I forget holy him forgetting his crap. name. crap. Yeah, but it definitely yeah. matches that tone. It yeah, definitely sure. does match that tone. Um, and Rorschach is literally a political icon in comics. Yeah. Like, he... I, I cannot wait for this story. And now, like you said, there's a whole bunch of people shitting on it already. Mm -hmm. Uh, and one person said this on one of our, one of my Slack chats that I'm a part of, he said, mm -hmm. Tom King does the best when a character isn't completely fleshed out. Yeah. Now Rorschach, you can say, Oh, what are you talking about? He's completely fleshed out, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. We've only gotten a total, a total of maybe 20 issues of Rorschach. Yeah. With all of before Watchmen. Watchmen all of Before Watchmen, and all of Doomsday Clock, mm -hmm. about 20 issues where he is seen, not even all always talking, but at least yeah. seen in at least 20 issues. Yeah. I see a lot of people... I'm going to read the synopsis here in a little bit of the story, but I see a lot of people talking like, oh, he's just... Tom King's going to... They think Tom King's going to make him a hero. And I feel like if anybody would understand Rorschach, it's going to be somebody like King, especially because he's also somebody that loves Alan Moore. So yes. I feel like he's like, I'm not going to shit on Alan Moore's work. You know what I mean? Although anybody that says if you touch Watchmen, you're shitting on Alan Moore. Alan Moore would probably say that. Yeah. Um, but like, I think Tom King, he's such a fucking nerd. Like he's such a fucking nerd. Which, that I... which, I, which I love. Because mm -hmm. like his his go to thing on on Instagram on Twitter everywhere is whenever somebody he knows is gushing over whoever yeah whether it be comics or whatnot he always nerd nerd yeah. <laughs> but every single time he goes on to John's word balloon mm -hmm. he always says it I'm such a fucking nerd yeah and he talks about how he grew up and like all that he went through he yeah. is a nerd and because of that he's gonna take these things seriously. Mm -hmm. especially when writing a character that has basically been created by one of his all-time heroes yeah and i genuinely think just by reading the headline i definitely want to see how they go into it mm -hmm. but king is a controversial yeah. he's a controversial writer i think writer. that's why i love him he's I... a very controversial writer but rorschach is a very controversial character yeah and yes. so i think the matchup is great uh, now, because it's Rorschach, I kind of want it to be Black Label. It is Black Label. It is? They, yeah, they, 100%. They actually... yeah. It's okay. literally on the... I think the photo I sent you has Black Label on it. Right, so I'm going to read check. the thing if you want to check out the photo. But this is a synopsis of what the book's going to be about. So it's been 35 years since Ozymandias was exposed for dropping a giant telepathic squid on New York City killing thousands and ending the public's trust in heroes once and for all. The Minutemen are gone, only their memory lives on, especially the infamy of Rorschach, who has become a cultural icon since Dr. Manhattan turned him into dust. 
So what is that? Okay, so what does it mean when Rorschach reappears as part of a pair of assassins trying to kill the first candidate to oppose Robert Redford in decades? Follow one determined detective as he walks backward in time, uncovering the identities and motives of would-be killers, taking him deep into a dark conspiracy of alien invasions, disgraced do-gooders, mythical visions, and yes, comic books. So it's going to be... it. It's going to deal with Rorschach, it seems like. So, wait, some... is this, like, now? No, well, that happened in the 60s, didn't it? Based okay. in the 60s or 70s? It would be okay. in the 70s, early, yeah. late 60s, or early 70s. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's back then. It's about then. maybe around the time. Okay, okay. Because I was just like, wait a minute. I can't remember how everything ended in Doomsday Clock. I was like, wait, they are back on their Earth. So, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, so, so a lot of people were questioning if this is going to be the Black Rorschach, because obviously we know Rorschach died. Mm-hmm. But if it's anything like the Watchmen show, people have taken up Rorschach's mantle. Yes. So, so it's going to be very interesting to see where Tom King's going to go with this. Um, because I think, also, I would even think, you know, he's read Jeff Johns' shit and he's like, I like that. I'll work with that. You know what I mean? He yeah. is somebody that wouldn't destroy everything that Johns did in Doomsday Clock, a la Scott Snyder, in my opinion. But he is somebody who, like a quote unquote normal comic book writer would do, he'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, I like that. Okay, yeah. I like that. Okay, I like that. And then create my own story around exactly. that. Boom. Yeah, and I think that's how you have to do it because you can still make continuity or canon and change slight things, but in you know you still have the integrity of that story. You know what I mean? So, and, um, I mean this black label because it does in fact say black label at the very mm-hmm. very top of this picture. It, you know, the one thing that he said in that uh, word balloon interview definitely works out for black label because yeah. one he can write whatever he wants. And then the audience can decide whether it's continuity or not. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think that's what we're going to see going forward. We're going to see if people... Because you know what? Honestly, I I hate that we keep going back, but we spent so much time on it. But I don't think people are going to consider metal continuity or canon in a couple years. I think Uh, it's going to be too wild. Because here's the thing. Other than Batman Who Laughs, Mm -hmm. no one... I don't hear anybody say, oh, man, do you remember in metal when this happened, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No. Because, like we've always said, we talk about moments. We talk about those panels. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, do you remember when this happened in metal? You're like, remember that panel when, you know, freaking the uh, female freaking Aquaman was stabbing the... Yeah, the, the, that was uh, a cool panel, though. Y- yeah, yeah, you know, like, like it's, yeah. it's so, so cool, you know? Just random stuff like that. You can't tell me what happened on the very issue where Batman Who Laughs was introduced. Like, nobody can tell me that. No, mm-hmm. If I ask somebody right now, hey, in Teen Titans number 12, I think mm-hmm. it was, 12 or 15, one of those two, what happened when Batman Who Laughs was first introduced? Yeah. Nobody would be able to tell me. I just know the panel, he has the Jokers on the chains, and that's it. He, like, yeah. broke through a wall or something. That's yeah. about it. Exactly. Yeah. Because you remember the panel. Mm-hmm. You never remember the story. Yeah, and that's the problem. sucks. Yeah. But, again, I could tell you, like, what happens in Mr. Miracle. I could tell you what happens in Doomsday Clock because that shit was dope. 
like you just remember it and yeah. like i remember fucking and it's a scene too but like in doomsday clock when um uh oh man i'm forgetting his name right now the human torch dude um fucking firestorm firefly no no the one that explodes not firefly Oh. It's the the one that's in 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 Flash, the the dude that he splits into two people. The what? The, the okay in Doomsday Clock. Okay. That he's on the show The Flash. He was fucking Kate's husband and then turned into the black kid and oh Firestorm. Uh, Firestorm, yeah, exactly. There you go. When he exploded and fucking turned everybody glass, and then Superman like crushed some of them and stuff like that story. And that's what branched out to start like the war thing like between yeah. america and russia like see i remember that shit that's part of the story and i was just like oh shit like yeah. you remember those things and i don't know if you guys want to see some art for rorschach just type it in type in tom king rorschach it'll pop up and you can see some of the art on here tom king has said that george has already done he's on issue seven already of this series so um what'll be really cool is tom king said this on a podcast i don't know if it'll happen he says that he's going to try to release like six issues to reviewers to check out this story immediately. So if we can read six issues of this in one sitting, that's going to be pretty awesome. So um, I'm hoping we'll be able to get access to that, but we'll see what happens. That would be um, fun. But yeah, so I'm excited about this. King's got a new thing coming out. But that's pretty much everything we got for comics. Now we're going to move on to entertainment news. Um, one thing I do that is kind of comic related, but it does have to deal with the Batman. I randomly saw this today was that, um, Colin Farrell, who is going to be playing Penguin in the Batman was seen having purchased a Batman book and he came out of Barnes and Noble with a Batman book and the Batman book was a Francis Manipole Batman book. So it's something I have not read. It's just called Batman by Francis Manipal and Brian Buscellaro. Buscellaro. Um, wait, wait, wait. Batman by Francis Manipal. Yeah, Francis Manipal, and it has like Batman on it, and it has a bat across his chest, obviously, and it has like Bullock and a lot of GCPD people. But apparently, in this book, I was reading this article, and it has to deal with Penguin and Falcone, and we know that both of those are in the actual movie so um anybody that's interested in maybe finding out where tom i mean uh matt reeves is pulling from you might want to go pick up this francis manipole batman um so i thought that was pretty interesting so that has a little bit to do and it also i think i don't can't tell if this is asriel in it but it has like a batman with like flames on it I, i don't know who that is exactly i haven't read this book but um it's it's had some very interesting imagery in it but I definitely want to check this book out now just because, you know, Colin Farrell's reading it. So I'm just like, oh, interesting. So that's a little bit of Batman news about somebody that's doing their research right now. But the news you've all been waiting for is the Batman is finally going to start shooting soon. But, like, <laughs> not soon soon, but, like, but soon. this year. <laughs> Because um, in September, they're in saying, months. yeah, they're saying that the production is going to start in September. And you're probably wondering, like, what the fuck? Why they, other places are already starting to film? Well, the rumor um, from people that are close to the production or whatever has said that they are hearing that the Batman comes back in September and that all locations have been scrapped and everything is going to be done in the studio now. 
Now, which... here's here's the question with that. So yeah. they said that it's going to be um, built built sets. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think they're going to take old footage and have really awesome like awesome set designers to recreate those freaking scenes, mm-hmm. or are they going to scrap everything and just restart? I don't. I think they're going to use whatever footage they have. If the, if it doesn't like if they don't have to revisit the scene, you know what I mean. Like if yeah, they don't yeah, have yeah. to go back to Crime Alley or whatever, then I don't think they're gonna scrap it. Um, but so one, I'm very curious on what the budget's gonna be now, because like if you're going from locations to having to build all this shit, that's got to be another additional fucking See, like and big that's, thing. So here's 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 the big thing. Mm-hmm. I know that we're all tired of talking about it. But, you know, with the new DCEU multiverse, a lot of people are saying that this is going to be another quote-unquote black label book because we've all heard that it's going to be a little bit darker Mm -hmm. than our normal Batman story. And we've also heard that we're unsure whether Pattinson is going to be a part of the DCEU continuity. So a lot of people have been throwing it out there that it's going to be another separate black label type movie not connected to the Joker but just its own thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That could help in the sense of, okay, we know that the Joker made a billion dollars. Hopefully, maybe this one can make a billion dollars, too. Like, I think that's their only hope in this sense because of, like you said, that could bring up the budget a lot. But here is the kicker, and that I think maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Because check this out. The other bit of news we got is that Matt Reeves himself is going to be doing an HBO Max series that is going to be something we've talked about that we were like, this shit needs to happen. Oh, man. And it's going to be Gotham, basically Gotham, GCPD is basically what we're going to get. So I will say this, the other awesome, because it's already awesome that Matt is going to be a part of this production. Mm -hmm. It's already awesome that that's going to happen. But... The one thing that makes this so much more worth it, Terrence Winter is mm-hmm. going to be a part of this production. I don't yeah. know if you know who Terrence Winter is. He is the creator of Boardwalk Empire, which I have only seen five episodes of. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the craziest dramas I have ever seen on TV. Yeah, I heard great things about it. I never watched it. And he also did The Sopranos. Yeah. The Sopranos yeah. was like the number one hit TV mm-hmm. for like ever since it was on TV. Yeah, it was like Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Both it's, HBO shows. So, by the way, this is what we wanted. This is yes. what me like. Yes. I I need I this palate so, cleanser. I need I, this. I will tell you this. I have read so many books on DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Gotham Central is still the only one that i have favorited yeah is the yeah, only one that so i've good. the only one that i have read from start to finish completely because i'm like okay i'm invested in this story yeah this exists like th- i didn't even know this because you didn't even say this in uh our review mm-hmm. of gotham central and how we compared the two but yeah. montoya i didn't mm-hmm. know montoya was only in like several episodes in the first season of gotham and yeah, she no. was like just let go after that. Yeah, well, because she was banging uh, 
what's his name's uh, girl. He, she was banging Barbara. Like they had yeah. a relationship together, and then, yeah, she just dipped out. But the the her partner was also that guy in the GCPD. Yeah, in uh, in and, Gotham Central. And with this, with mm-hmm. how I know, uh, I'm gonna have to go back to to Boardwalk Empire because it's on HBO. Yeah. and I have HBO Max, so I'm gonna have to go to that. But because I know the way those two stories, you know, Boardwalk Empire and Sopranos, are just like fleshed out, completely mm-hmm. full of drama and excellent writing, I'm just like, oh man, I am so pumped for this. Yeah, yeah. I I threw out a tweet before I even um, I don't know if I put it on Twitter or if I put it somewhere else. But I was like, uh, maybe I'll review this show <laughs> because oh, like if, it might be so great. Like, so I, I definitely want if if we can, mm-hmm. like, I I would definitely want to review this. Like, it's yeah, we could probably so... do extra podcasts, like, yeah. just on the show. It's gonna um, be so good. Yeah, yeah. So the the great thing about this, and there this, there's not a lot of information about it. We just know that Matt Reeves is in in. And going to be in the production. It is going to be a spinoff from his Batman. So, the thing going back, full circle, if they are building all of the Batman set, they could still use that set for this GCPD show, and that would save so much money. Yes, and it says here, uh, here's the cool wrinkle. The show will operate in the same story universe as Reeves' movie, The Batman, which stars Pattinson and Jeffrey Wright. They're saying that the movie stars Jeffrey yeah. Wright and Pattinson, not the show. That's a, a lot of people are getting really confused about that. Yeah. Uh, now, the really cool thing about if they wanted to go the Gotham Central route, mm-hmm. Gordon isn't necessarily a part of that story. So they no. don't really need Jeffrey Wright. But the thing is, Jeffrey Wright is already in a really good relationship with the HBO because he's yeah. in Westworld. Mm-hmm. Or he was. I, can't, I don't remember because I haven't seen that show if he's still in there. But he has a good relationship with WB. Yeah. So if they wanted to rewrite uh, instead HBO. of... Well, uh, yeah, they own the same. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. If, if they wanted to rewrite uh, uh, What's-Her-Name from Metropolis mm-hmm. and just give it to Gordon, like mm-hmm. give that role to Gordon, completely understand it. And it yeah. would work so well. I, like, we were gushing over the fact that, like, dub, or HBO needed to redo this whole yeah. the Gotham thing. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting it. And I think yeah. that's awesome. So good. Like, I need this palate cleanser because I'm tired. I'm so tired of people and talking about Gotham. here's the greatest thing. Now, a lot of people said, okay, we don't want any of the supervillains. Yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Gotham Central only dealt with them very minorly. Mm-hmm. But let's say all the street thugs, all of the freaking mafia people, all all the gangsters, you can build up their stories here. Yeah. And then when they make their debut in the movie, you already know that character. You don't have to waste all this meaningless like com- yeah. like minutes of the movie learning about them. Mm-hmm. And boom, right there. Yeah. I think it's great. And I think that is something that Marvel is just now about to start doing, which yes. I think they should have been doing so long. And I think DC is like, we can fucking start this now. Like, let's do this. And that way, because the, the universe is it's in flux, as Doctor Who would say. 
and we don't know where it's going. But if they're like, you know what, we're going to make a fucking HBO Max universe with our movies, and everybody's just going to have to have HBO Max all year around to keep up with these shows, and then the movies are going to come out. And we're going to be like, go check out the movie. It ties into this. You're like, bada bing, bada boom. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to constantly have those people buying this shit, which I'm totally down with that. And the crazy thing, this is what I think is going to happen, right? Because I think, I think, um, oh my God, what is her name? Rosie Perez. I think she'd make a great Montoya on this show because she's a hard ass, but you would have to tie it into the DCEU. I think you just pull her away from Birds of Prey. Fuck that shit. I think you could, like I said, you could easily write that off as a Harley Quinn story of her just kind of shooting the shit. And then we really see the Birds of Prey and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, I don't know. You know, just like they just blow it off. Like she's the Deadpool of, you know, DC. So it doesn't matter. Um, Just better. Um, but like, uh, I know Rob Liefeld, he blocked, I don't give a fuck about him. He's not, he's not, oh, you know better. Cry baby. Um, but the, what I think is going to happen is if, if Pattinson is not in the DCEU, which I still think that is a bad idea, because if you're ever going to bail to a Justice League, it would be stupid not to take the star power of Robert Pattinson and put him in a Justice League movie alongside fucking Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that's a bad idea. But it is what it is. Um, although, I could see them being like, look, okay, we're not going to tie into the DCEU, but what we're going to fucking do is we're going to build a whole Batman universe around you. We're going to do shows. We're going to do fucking Batgirl. We're going to do fucking Nightwing. We're going to do everything. And it's going to be just the Batman universe because that's all Juicebox gives a fuck about. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. And... I've said that on my channel multiple times. I was like, if you just want to give me a fucking Batman universe, I'm fucking down. And I think that's kind of what they're going to try to do here. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we start getting smaller things on HBO Max because I think they, I mean, their budgets are insane. They're just going to make cool shit that you can watch over and over and over. And, you know, we're seeing it with the Snyder Cut. Hopefully we'll see Ayers Cut. Everybody wants the Schumer Cut now. Um, like, you know, we're well, just it's seeing... not called the Schumer cut. It's called, it called the red book edition because the red book is the journal of mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne in that movie. I just learned oh. this. Okay. I just learned this. Everybody yeah. that reports about it calls it the Schumer cut. Cause it's yeah, just because it's, it's the new thing to everybody. Yeah. Everybody's cut. But yeah. a lot of people have been refer, uh, referring it to as the, uh, the red book edition, which I think oh. is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, I mean, I think. HBO and one thing I know we were all worried and we know all those comic gates people were saying like oh there's this a meeting that's going to happen in October with AT&T and uh, it's going to be this big thing and the DCU might be dead and DC Comics might be dead that should never happen that's why you shouldn't listen to those kind of people and it seems like they're like no we're going to lean fucking heavy into this comic shit because it's billions of dollars and we're just going to fucking pump out content and I think that's amazing yeah. Because like there's so many. Because like what if what if fucking King's book wins an Eisner, right? This Rorschach book, and they're like, um, so Watchmen's not doing. We're not doing anything with Watchmen because fucking uh, you know, David Lindelof just left us. Uh, what about this Tom King guy? Like, uh, this story is making a lot of waves. Like, why don't we adapt that? Or you know, and he's already working with uh Ava DuVernay on Mister Miracle. Pretty, much. I, I feel like his his Mister Miracle is gonna be in that movie. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like, he's got new god shit. So like, what if we start getting these crazy political dramas that Tom King's a part of that are comic books? I, you know? I am like, I am I am fully convinced that Lindelof is secretly writing a season two after all of this like political shit be. that is going on in the world right now. Yeah. Like, I genuinely think that's that's what he's doing. 
It would be the best. I mean, he literally, I know he tweeted it as some people are saying it as a joke, but I, it would be so fire if he did. He said the first episode of season two, Black Lives Matter. Like, yeah. that would be fucking great because that show was so racially charged, but it was fan-fucking-tastic. I, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, same, right? Like, <laughs> it's it's very rare that I, ex- like, you know something is good when you immediately want to go through it again. Like, and that's what I've done. I did it. I know I shot on Snyder a lot, but I did that with his run. Like, I read yeah. his Batman run. I was like, I want to read this again. And I've read it all again. I've done that with, I haven't got to do. Kings. I know. I was taking my time and you're like, hey, uh, I'm already on uh, 45. Where are you at? Uh, yeah. 12. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I did that with Gotham Central too. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm on issue 42 already uh, <laughs> or 40 or whatever. But yeah. So like I, when something's good, I just, I, I, I just want to consume it like quickly or i want to consume it again and like king's run i've read some of his stuff again i haven't got to i'm waiting for all the deluxe stuff to come out to where i actually read it from issue one to the final issue i know Um, a lot of people are really digging the deluxe version for king's run so a lot of people are waiting for the last i think the last two are this one was nightmares so the last one should be uh book six should be i think bane city of bane okay cool cool yeah because nightmares ended at 75 didn't it if i'm not mistaken 75 or 76 i believe so yeah because 78 78 and 79 are the two issues that i loved by clayman yeah uh where the romancy ones so yeah and that's pretty much going to be probably considered city of bane so yeah that i'm waiting for those deluxe editions to come out too before i reread his stuff but yeah, I think that's when you know something's good. When I beat Last of Us, I was like, uh, when, after I got off stream, I started it again. I haven't played it again, like the whole thing, but I literally nice. started the, the started it again. I was like, all right, I played it on stream. Now I want to play it like myself and just fucking enjoy it again. And I feel like that's when you know something is just like fantastic. You know, I'm on my like fifth run of watching Doctor Who from start to finish, <laughs> like. It's ridiculous, but this is it, true. He is constantly texting me. Oh yeah. man, do you remember this episode? <laughs> oh man, I'm on this episode again. Because oh, man. it's such like the, good writing, it, and it's it, such, it is. It it, it is. I don't know, man. And I think that's when you know something's good. And I, and I think that's the thing too. Like, granted, everybody has what they love. Everybody has what they're into. You know, there are people that love Gotham. There are people that love the CW shows. And that's totally cool. I'm glad if you if it brings you enjoyment, you should watch it. There's a lot of shit that I love that is pure crap i know it's crap but i love it you know what i mean i'll always watch starship troopers i'll always watch it it's a shit movie but it's great like i think it's great and oh, it's man. okay i just for you love to, like... random neil patrick harris at the end yeah. <laughs> it's just the brain is scared <laughs> like it's afraid <laughs> it's so dumb and the infomercials on that shit that movie are so ridiculous but oh, man. i love it and like but I think everybody should realize when something's good. And I know people, we're never going to always agree that something is great because there's people that literally love to just hate good shit. They're like, oh, everybody loves that. I fucking hate it. It's the this fucking is worst. True. This is and true. so, like, you're never going to believe. But I, I mean, from this podcast, we will always tell you when something's good, whether we like it or not. And, like, Clay hates Bendis, but he'll say, hey, that Spider Man shit's good. Like, you know? It is so, true. Like, I. I have said multiple times on my podcast, I said, man, there is a little bit of Bendis in this book. Like, when I say Bendis, I'm talking about, like, the crap writing he he is at mm-hmm. this point of his career. I'm like, oh, man, there is a little bit of that sing-song dialogue in this one page. But then he wrote, like, the rest of the issue was just fucking insane and awesome. Like, I, I genuinely love 
Bendis of Marvel back in the day. Like I just recently read uh, House of X for the first time with with yeah, Mark, my co-host. That was insane, and I loved it. I I can genuinely see. Okay, this is good writing. This is good formatting. I can see where the story is going, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But we we cannot just say good shit about bad stuff just because we want to be you know noticed or nice or yeah. whatever we like we there there are there are opinions for a reason there is mm-hmm. critiques for a reason and i'm not gonna say oh my opinion matters to bendis so that way he can create better writing because of me i'm not yeah. gonna be that ignorant no mm-hmm. i i think that anybody could take that criticism and just be like oh well fuck you guys i'm gonna write what i want or take you know the criticisms be like okay what can i change about myself like it really depends on the writer depends on whoever but i think it's important to us that we be truthful in what we like and what we don't like yeah and and i think that's you know we're very open if i mean if you like a different writer than we do that's totally fine we totally we're open to hear your thoughts on why you like it because we don't and we are open to have that dialogue we just want to bring you our pure fan reactions again a lot of people were like, well, what if you get a job at DC and they don't want to hear your shit? And be like, well, you know, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm just going to tell you, like, those were true fan emotions. But I think we, like, I'm never going to tell Scott Snyder, hey, you fucking suck, bro, like, to your face. Like, that's just a dick. That's just being a bad human. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it really is. Like, I, I don't think anybody can be like, oh, when you were a casual reader, you really didn't like this book. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I wasn't a professional comic book writer at that point. I was just a kid reading a book, like, you know? So I, I I think people can definitely tell the difference between, you know, okay, he is in a different mindset of being a writer compared to, he is in a mindset of being a reviewer slash reader, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, like if you listen to enough of King's stuff, he's shat on writers before. Like, if oh, yeah. you read some of this stuff, but I don't know if that's because he's already in the business. He's like, I'm not scared. I'm a fucking, you know, award-winning writer, so I can say whatever I want. I don't like, know just, if that's the just case. In, in, in the one interview that we've been referencing, he was saying, like, oh, well, I don't really, you know, go for that kind of stuff. And, yeah. like, he he was talking about Denny O'Neill, the guy who just died. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. he was writing for his time, and, like, he created this character and this character, and it's really awesome that he did this and this. I wasn't really a big fan of this. Like yeah. John, John asked him, "Oh, did you write? Did you read his, uh, you know, his writing book?" He's like, uh, "No, but I read Alan Moore's." Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, he... which is fantastic, by the way. If you've never written Alan Moore's book, it's great. I, it, it's, I really want. It's to. like, it's like twenty pages, dude. It's like not even long. Like, it's <laughs> like a, it's like a comic book. It's literally like a comic book size. That's insane. I, I can't even find one, mine because it's so thin. Like, I'm, like, looking for it. I'm, like, where the fuck's this book at? <laughs> and uh, it's, like, scrunched somewhere in all my stuff. But it is, it's fantastic. And, um, yeah, like, and that's the thing, too, because I was looking at that, too. When I, that particular part of the conversation, I was, like, oh, shit. I was, like, yeah, people write the Danny O'Neill way or they write the so-and-so way. And I'm, like, I don't do that shit at all. I will even, you know, again, because I don't want you guys to think that I'm just hating on Snyder. I'm just not liking his stuff. Snyder actually really helped me when it came to writing because I totally stole his way he writes where he draws out each panel. I mean, he draws out each page and he numbers them 1 through 20 or 1 through 22 or whatever. And then he's like, all right, this is how many pages I'm working with on this story so he can have a visual idea. 
I stole that shit. I use that shit all the fucking time. And you know he's a very visual person because he has those fucking, you know, the like the thing that he posted for the metal schedule. Yeah. Like that is something visual that he can be like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing mm-hmm. this. We're going to plan for this and we're going to plan for this. Like that is great. You know, I, yeah. I've done the same thing with uh, John's uh, 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 scripts. I've done the same thing with King's scripts mm-hmm. um there's some other writers that i'm just like man i really hope that an absolute comes out for them pretty soon because i need yeah. to know how they write yeah yeah alan moore's are insane they're books like it, it, he'll have a full page for one panel he's like explaining everything every emotion that's supposed to happen in that panel and you're like what and like <laughs> i don't know how the artists worked with him but they did and like yeah alan moore's scripts are insane and um yeah, so, like, again, just to kind of close out this podcast, we'll always give you our honest opinions about things, but that doesn't mean that we, you know, don't have respect for the writers or we don't have respect for creators because we're creators ourselves. We're just not going to, you know, we're not going to slob on somebody's knob just because, um, you know. And, uh, you know, we'll say if something's bad, we'll say if it's good. Like, uh, yeah, it's just how it is. I think it's how life should be, and people should be able to take criticism. So, yeah, kind of how it is. Sean Murphy. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about that. Oh my god. Okay, that's what we're gonna end this podcast with. So Sean Murphy, if you guys don't know this, because did we even talk about the Harley Quinn book? No no, it's it's being it hasn't been announced yet like a like I think it's been solicited, but Mm -hmm. it hasn't been like, hey, this is the official release date and it's coming out soon. He said that, you know, because he did a little thread yesterday. He's like, I'm leaving Twitter because of this and uh and uh we're gonna we're gonna be some really doing some really great stuff because of Batman and uh and Harley's coming out pretty soon. Uh goodbye guys. Yeah. So for you know, TLDR, which I don't even know what TLDR stands for, but everybody says it. Um, that he apparently came out as kind of like an all lives matter kind of dude, is what I've heard. I, I didn't read the stuff. I, I didn't read the stuff either. I just saw somebody read because he said Okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and leave Twitter uh, after my Kickstarter campaign ends tonight. Mm -hmm. And somebody retweeted that, that I follow, and they're like, oh, no, wait, come back. Mm -hmm. You knob. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so apparently he was from, like, I got a very, very paraphrased version in, in the comic shop today. And they were saying, yeah, like, he was basically, like, an All Lives Matter. He's like, I think these rioting should stop. It's bad. I'm cool with everybody. But, you know, you know, all lives do matter or whatever. I, I don't know what happened. So don't quote me on that. But that's what I was told. And then uh, I asked Clay. I was like, oh, I heard Sean Murphy got kicked off Twitter or some shit like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, he made a post about it or whatever. So um, that was very interesting. If you've been listening to this podcast this whole time, you know that I've already soured on Sean Murphy. I'm off, I jumped off the Sean Murphy train at a very fast corner. I was just like, I'm out. And, um, yeah, and we know he's doing the Murphyverse, which I also took that off my fucking pull list. I'm like, don't give me any Sean Murphy stuff. I'm done. Um, because I wasn't just – I just felt like those sto- both of those stories have ended just on a, like a, with a whimper. I was like, Mwah. Like, they're just setting up the next freaking books. But – uh, it was funny that um, Rob said this when I was talking when he was telling me about the Sean Murphy stuff. He was like, "Yeah, how do you um, how's that for nepotism with his wife automatically getting a Harley Quinn book? You know what I mean? Because they're co he's co writing it with yeah, her or whatever. Yeah, everybody's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what has she ever done? And she's automatically gonna be in this Sean Murphy verse? Like, 
Like, yeah, there's nepotism for you. Like, when we're going through a scandal right now in comics of women saying that they have to go jump through hoops and go through terrible situations to actually just get a chance at getting in the business, and we got this dude's wife fucking automatically getting on a triple A book. And I'm just like, granted, I know it's his universe, and he could probably be like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring them on, but still, like, I hope he's getting no-name people to write those other books that are trying to get into the business if his wife can co- jump on and co-write a Harley Quinn book. Some people might be like, oh, it's a little harsh. But, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, there's so many people that are busting their ass that have content. And I don't know his wife. I don't know if she's ever done anything. But I've never heard of her before. I've never, yeah, no, I, you know? I have no idea what she has written and, before or if she has written anything. Yeah, so, like, I think if she's just jumping over everything to, you know, be able to get on this book i think it's you know it's kind of fucked up when there's a lot of great writers out there that could jump on a book like that and even elevate murphy the murphy verse to be honest because i think it needs that i think it needs some solid writers to work on these books because i don't think sean murphy's been knocking it out of the park in my opinion yeah. so it is what it is but uh yeah yeah i just wanted to touch on that really quick because that was some shit that i totally forgot to write down <laughs> so good on that but uh yeah clay what, what do you got this week man um, this week, of course, I got my regular three shows, um, my Thursday, Friday, and Saturday shows on Fanboy Comics Podcast. Of course, I am going to be also recording with Mark at Comic Book Legion Podcast on, uh, well, uh, Friday, and we should be able to post it on Friday as well. But that's pretty much all I got this week. Nice. Of course, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash juice from the box. I've been cutting back the streams a little bit just because my creativity has been kind of like I'm just all over the place right now. I'm trying to do a bunch of a bunch of things at once and it's just kind of ruining it. But just go hit the follow button. You should get a notification when I go live. We've been playing uh, trying to just play different games over there right now. And then, of course, juice reacts. We upload every Monday through Friday if you want to get a lot of content there. And, uh, yeah, you can definitely find me there. Links are always in the description for that. I don't have Twitter anymore, so don't try to contact me there. (laughs) Contact me on Instagram. (laughs) That's where I'm at. Uh, But, yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you watching this because I think – or listening to this. This is episode 49. We're getting – we're about to have episode 50. I think we're almost at 50 already. We're almost at a fucking year of this podcast going straight. We haven't missed a week. I might have uploaded a little late a couple times. But for the most part, we've never missed an episode. So this is crazy. Uh, We appreciate your support. You guys are awesome. But uh, yeah, episode 50 next week, which will be Batman 95, start a Joker war. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, But that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. (laughs) Batman! News Weekly!